0: Jonathan, why are you calling me?
1: Jonathan, why are you calling Jen? We're trying to record On Ramp. Don't you know where we are? Yeah, we are. We are recording an episode of On Ramp and
0: our producer, no, editor. What, he what does he do? I don't know what he. I does. don't know what he does. He but he's calling good. me on the phone.
1: He's calling you on the phone?
0: No, he's Facetiming me.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Jen answers that call. We're going to be talking about. Um, take a hike cougar hunting and uh who do you think talks about wellness in this episode hey jonathan this is part of the intro for on ramp so hey good to see you buddy yeah community at its finest (laughs) yeah join us join us jonathan joined us thank you Well, thanks for joining us on On Ramp. We are on episode G of On Ramp. It's been an amazing time discussing things from spiritual formation to lots of discussion around vulnerability and community. And uh, we're excited to join you again. And today we are going to talk about doing it right as Christians. Is there a right way to be a Christian? Is there a wrong way to be a Christian? And really, what is the goal of Christianity? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to obey Jesus? All of these things. And is there a right way and is there a wrong way? And so that's where we're going to begin. Um, you know, each of us begin our journey at a particular point in our life. And depending on those circumstances, Um, You know, God begins to show us things in our life that need to change and need to develop and so on. Um, But depending on when we start our faith and where we are, or maybe culturally where we are, or um, life circumstances where we are, kind of defines where we start. But really, what is the goal of Christianity? Uh, And is is there a right way and a wrong way? And so um, I'm here with Jen on my left and Greg. Am I right? And I'm Joel, and it's good to be with you. So, what what do you think first is? Uh, what does it mean to do it right as a Christian, or is there a right way and a wrong way? What do you think? Yes, yes, there <laughs> is. If this is a all right, thanks for joining us yes. today. Yes. Jen says right, and no, Greg you says, said, "Is
0: there a right way and a wrong way?" Oh yeah, I guess yes. No, I don't know. I think this is. I, I just. I think the question has come up because in um, multiple spheres that i've been in whether it's been um, praying with people or uh, in in the classroom or just in conversation there have been similar questions that have asked am i am i doing this right whether it's you know approaching um, inner healing or counseling or prayer am i am i saying this right or is there a right thing that i need to be doing after i get baptized or after i come to faith and so it just had me thinking as we're doing the doing what jesus did on sunday nights is there right ways to be doing things am am i doing it right and um, yeah, so it's just it's just been stirring up the question, and that's why we're kind of a arri- that's how we kind of arrived at this question today. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of yeah. human
2: nature, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, I think it's a bit of human nature that oh, there there's a right way to do things, and I I think that gets drilled into us so much in. School out there, yeah, yeah. that Work. it's uh, yeah, that we kind of tend towards thinking the same things for Christianity. Oh, there has to be kind of a right way to do this. There's mm-hmm. got to be like a path, mm-hmm. there has to be kind of a way that I should make sure that I'm on that path mm-hmm. if I want to be, you know, whatever pleasing to God or doing it right or making other people happy or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's kind of human nature that we look for the right way to do
0: things, yeah. And it's, I think it's kind of interesting because we were talking a, a lot about wholeness and, and wellness and those kind of journeys that often involve some kind of like counseling or, or a coaching or type situation. And it is interesting to me who I've often been in the counselor's seat <laughs> to be considering that there's a right way for you to engage this process. And really, it's usually wherever you're at, people, people come and wherever you are at, is where i will meet you Mm. and where the goal is just one step you know towards a more whole version of you and so for me in that seat looking at doing what jesus did i'm just really intrigued at okay what's you know one step more towards all that jesus would have me be Mm. and and do and participate in Um, with the world around me, with myself personally, with, you know, my own wholeness journey. And so all these layers have kind of been colliding, whether it's how I'm interacting with people or in the posture of learning in our Sunday nights. So I don't know if I have an answer, but...
1: (laughs) I think for me, I think sometimes the right way is what someone has taught me. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, You know, in construction, it was like, okay, to put two pieces of wood together and hammer it here, here, and here, and use the hammer a particular way, and use a tape measure a particular way, and cut wood a particular way. You know, all of that I learned from, you know, my brothers growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not till later in life sometimes you realize those actually weren't the right way. Those were the (laughs) wrong way, but that's the way that you learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes with, with Christianity, with my spiritual walk, sometimes I've just done things because that's how I was shown how to do them Mm -hmm. and no one's really shown me any difference so I keep doing it I think it's the right way but is it the right way but something I've arrived at uh, more recently in the last few years is is that I have to define the right way for growing as a follower of Jesus depending on what is my goal for Mm -hmm. my life personally and my spiritual life and so when it comes to doing it right what is the goal of Christianity? Like, why why do we follow Jesus? Other than eternal life, why, why do we follow Jesus? What do you think?
2: Well, I, I mean, I think if there's a goal to being a Christian, it's being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. Mm. To me, that's the goal.
0: Preach it. <laughs> there you go.
2: Right? Like, that, to me, that's the goal. Transformation in your life— and being transformed towards, towards Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. That is the goal. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I think what you said kind of resonates with me as well, is that I think what happens is someone will figure out maybe one way in their life. Here's some steps that I had to get transformed to be like Jesus. And then they start saying, well, that's the way everybody should do it, right? Mm -hmm. If it worked for me, it must work for you. So then they pass it on to somebody else. Who passes it on to somebody else? And before you know it, we've got, here are the steps, right? That Mm -hmm. you need to follow. But I don't think the steps are the same for everybody.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I don't think the journey is the same for everybody. I think the goal is the same. Christ-likeness, but how we get there or what part of our life Jesus wants to work on to make it more Christ-like is different for each of us. And I think even the, pro, like I said, the process to get there is different for each one of us. But the question I was asked is, are you being transformed to be more like Jesus?
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, different things, like, to think that there would be an exact order that you're just everyone's discipleship should take place is it's crazy you you mentioned that it depends on where you you come what age you come to faith where culture time space continuum it they these all affect our our process i have i have a a friend in my past who he joined a bible study on tithing on giving and his his friend was like hey you like money, do you want to come to this thing? And so he he never went to church, came to a Bible study on tithing, became a Christian. Is that where you would usually have people come to faith? No, not, not usually. It wouldn't be a typical kind of evangelism strategy. Especially
1: people that like money. I would bring them to a tithing (laughs) seminar. (laughs) You like money? Let's go lose (laughs) some. Yeah, give some some away.
0: But it's just, I, I have several stories over the years where people, you know, come to a specific teaching about something for the church that you would usually, and they you know, are prof- profoundly impacted by Jesus. And so to say that you have to learn this and then you have to learn this and then you have to learn this and then you have to learn this and that's the discipleship journey. Just, I mean, there are things that are helpful to learn, but...
2: But we do do that sometimes, right? Like yeah. sometimes we we know there's different on-ramps where people get connected with the church. Good. You see that? Yeah. yeah. Nice so... But then what we do is once they're in the church, we put them on the track and we say, okay, well, first thing you got to do is get baptized. Well, the first thing you got to do is make a commitment to Jesus and pray this prayer. The second thing you need to do is get baptized. Then the third thing you need to do is get into discipleship class. Like we kind of do that to people sometimes, Mm -hmm. like no matter how they get connected with us, then we put them on the track. And I don't think that's super healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy. It is easy. I'll give you that.
0: It's easy because what we're talking about if it's not that, it's a lot more challenging.
1: Right. I th- I think part of that the reason we do that is there is a certain al- amount of accountability to a process. Mm-hmm. Um so I I think that having a process isn't the worst thing. It's just I think what happens is is we actually are more concerned about having people in a process Mm -hmm. than we are about thinking about the end product. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like if we just get you into a process, Mm -hmm. Alpha, Life Group, okay, now that they're in the process, now we can just think about something else. And it's almost like, well, what is the product? Like is the product that you've gone through the book of Genesis? Mm -hmm. Is the product that you have knowledge about the Bible and about Jesus is the, what is it? Is it principles about marriage? Is it, I think transformation is, is a word that is, Jesus is really the guide in my life every day, all day in every sphere of, like wherever I'm at in my work life, my play, my leisure, my, you know, um, ministry life, holidays. (laughs) If if I had those, um, I think it's, it's, how do I invite Jesus into all of my life? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talking about hiking and, and things that you both enjoy. Um, <laughs> getting off into the middle of the woods alone. Um, yeah. uh, that's pretty scary, but I think it's it's what...
0: That's where the bears and cougars are,
1: though. <laughs> that is where the bears and cougars are. And it's fun to go cougar hunting. Um, <laughs> so, but what what is the
2: goal of of it, yeah. Yeah, and exactly, and I think that, you know, I gotta be careful because I'm getting up there in years, but (laughs) to, not to malign, I gotta be really careful what I say here, but I think sometimes our issue in the church has been that we value the discernment, not the discernment, the distribution of knowledge, of information, more than we value transformation. Because the distribution of information and helping somebody to learn things about God is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. And we can do that, right? And we got a platform every Sunday Mm -hmm. where we can teach people about the Bible or about God. But that doesn't always lead to transformation Mm -hmm. in people's lives. And I think that's where the disconnect is. So you could go to church for 20 years and not get transformation And if that happens, we failed you because that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Is to make you Christ-like, new life in Mm -hmm. your life, right? You can't, just by coming and ingesting a bunch of information is not going to change your life. And I think sometimes because that's the structure that we inherit in church, it's been that way for hundreds of years, that sometimes I think that's our downfall, is that we, we desire transformation. We're, in business school, they'd say, you're doing A, but hoping for B, mm-hmm. right? We're doing, you know, giving you information, but we're hoping for transformation. Mm-hmm. What I'm giving you doesn't line up with what I'm hoping you become. And I think we need to look at what we do in the church and say- well, does this lead to transformation? How are people being transformed? Are people being transformed? Like, look at our congregation. Look at yourself and say, am I different than I was five years ago mm-hmm. or three years ago or last year? Like, mm-hmm. am I being transformed? And what's going on in my life or what are the steps that I'm taking that are allowing me to be transformed?
0: Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it, the, lo- the longer I do this, the two things I, I recognize, the, the longer I do this, the more risk is involved in, in the transformation process and two that i'm never done transforming i i find that there's just greater and greater depths of understanding and intimacy and and process where i think i'm i'm going along great and then god will highlight an attitude or an adjustment of heart or practice that needs adjusting and I'm finding it's it's more and more risk involved because I don't know, I just, you, you realize how much you have to lose or how much, I don't know, you have to lose when you even say it or confess things out. And there's something about the process where the older you get, the longer. I thought maybe I'd arrive. I don't know if the, you hope for an arrival, but I mean, even just in the last few months, the renewal process of hearing God and following, following where he's leading as far as conviction goes or dreams or the experiences on Sunday night or praying with people, the privilege of praying with people and just discerning with them or with groups, whatever it is, life groups. Um, it's just a real, I don't know. I'm loving this season for the Mm. transformation it's bringing, um, within community and within praying together, it's just there is real life um, in talking about what God's saying and doing and the testimonies that are coming forward. It, I don't know. I'm enjoying the season. It's it's new and just that transformation process of okay. Jen, I like I felt felt like a couple ni- a couple Sunday nights ago um, in the doing what Jesus did and and learning about prayer. Um, the practice in this course is putting on the armor of God. and I was really struck by truth, putting on truth. And that's been a prayer every day since seeing the video and I saw the video twice since then. And each time I'm I'm struck by the putting on of truth and just really convicted in the in the smallest and purest ways I represent myself, my stories, my, commitments just a real renewal of truth and it might sound so i don't know not that big of a deal but it has been a very transforming process to allow truth in all levels of emotion and experience and thoughts and relationships and all of these things so Mm. transformation
1: yeah i think it's it's um just before we go further though, I, uh, transformation itself, uh, I feel like almost defining it a little bit because um, transformation for some might be acquiring knowledge, like, like getting a degree or, or getting – that could be transformational to some, right? But I just want to be clear, like transformation, at least for me, is that I am personally – Growing as a person in my thought life, in my emotions, in the way I react to people, in my relationships, um, in my sense of God's leading, in my sense of his voice, and my um, uh, transformation for me is that I am I am acting different, living different, being different, being transformed. I, I feel like it almost sometimes needs a definition because um, so many times I see people and— and they might even be, like, sharing the gospel with everybody that they see. But at home, it's a disaster. Like, the kids, you know, the kids literally hate them or their marriage is is in shambles, right? And I feel like sometimes it's like transformation is that I, me and Jesus are journeying together toward wholeness. And I am thinking different and becoming someone new and, um... So you know, you said like you're in a church. Where were we at five years ago? And I'm like, where were we at in your home five years ago too? Where were we at in your work life and your relationships and your friendships? Right? Like, how does this? How does church translate to your life? That too is transformation. How does the messages on Sunday actually? What do? What do we do to apply them other than more knowledge? do I live these things out? Anyway, I know that's a bit of a rant, but I felt like kind of transformation is a big word, right? Well, Um, and it, but it
2: involves change, right? Like there, it should, I don't know. Somebody told me that like the, once we start to change, it starts on the inside of us. mm -hmm. And by the time it starts leaking out to the outside of us, there's been a tremendous amount of change already on the inside of us. But I think Sometimes we have different areas that need to be worked on, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not convinced that the Holy Spirit works on every single one of your areas all at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think he focuses on an area and he says he says to me, Greg, this is what we're going to work on for the next six months or this year, right? And it's it's an area of your life where whatever, you need some transformation in. You're, it's not good at home or the mm-hmm. kids do hate you or whatever it is. And I think sometimes he'll focus on an area but I think our goal is that we allow him to focus on that area. We do what it is he's asking us to do. We, we are kind of introspective that we look at our own lives and say, well, what's going on? Like, what do I really believe in this area? Am I, am I, is everything that I'm believing, does it line up with the way God thinks? Mm. I don't think it does. Okay. So let's work on it a bit. And, but I, I don't think it's like, I think it can be like, I think he can work on different areas and there still might be other areas that are a mess. It doesn't mean you're not going through transformation. It just means you're working over here and not yet. We haven't yet gotten over here. So, so what's an
1: area that God's working on you for transfer in the area of transformation? How are you being transformed? <laughs> you know, the word transformation too, I always think of metamorphosis. I think of the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Um, and I, I think of that's the kind of transformation. It's that, you know, I was living this particular way and God spoke into my life and I began a journey of being literally like transformed, like in a almost a new creation in that particular area in, in thought life or whatever. Um, you know, for for me, I'll just lead and let you guys think for a bit. But I you know, for me, there's areas in my thought life and um areas around um i can pick oh let me just pick one you know criticism criticism of myself criticism of others criticism of my kids not doing their work when i tell them to criticism just a critical kind of thing and um and god's been working on that and, and like you know Joel you preach about grace you talk about grace but provide grace to people in your relationships provide grace to people when you don't know the whole story provide grace And, um, you know, so I've been really working on that in my own life and praying through it. And it's not easy and it takes a long time and it takes a lot of effort. Um, but you know, God has really given me an increased grace for, for people, but, I'm I'm in process. I'm not there yet. I'm not transformed by any means, but that's just an area that God's been working in me is, is what, watch your thought life and, you know, provide grace instead of, you know, criticism, um, but how about how about you two? What is an area that God's been working on in you?
2: Jen's already quite Christ-like, so I'll be interested <laughs> yeah, yeah, if she has really anything that she's working on in her life right now.
0: <laughs> you jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Are we rock, paper, scissors to see who goes next? Uh, it's always ladies first, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, transformation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where to start, really. I feel like towards the end of last year, um, it became obvious that I needed to deal with some um, painful points of the past. And they were surfacing in uh, situations that had occurred from, I don't know, a year to 10 before um, is what I thought. And then it stemmed to a little bit past that and just kind of... Life for me often moves at a, a quick pace i I can do a lot i I love doing a lot i love I love being involved with people, um, even new people. I love being around um, doing things and I've always had quite a quite a full life and I think that was a cover for dealing with things that hurt and um, so noticing that there were some some points that randomly would creep up and i didn't know what exactly was was going on in the situation and so through a process of talking to some some friends and uh counselor and just kind of exploring realized okay so that situation that happened really adopted a mindset or a belief about myself because of what had happened and i'm operating mm. out of this false understanding and this this real pain point or painful point and until I actually explored some of these trauma points in my life and ministry because just because I've I've been around the church and been around a lot of Christian people that really does not excuse you from encountering pain (laughs) <laughs> I wish it did. I wish the church was always a safe place where everybody had it all together and no one ever hurt one another. But um, if you're looking for that, it's you're in the wrong place because we will um, hurt one another, chances are. And so um, towards the end of last year, just really engaging counseling and then a couple other options of wholeness that really brought some transformation. And I think it it partners well with the the truth thing I was talking about earlier, Um, getting down under the layers of what I think is going on or under the layers of what I've constructed it to be, um, (laughs) under the layers of just keep moving fast enough and it won't catch you um, to stop and say, no, that really hurt and it wasn't right, what happened to me um, and just processing that. And I think it's just been, it's been transformational. And that invitation yielded to just a real depth of spiritual encounter with God. It feels like the more I clear the junk out of the emotional and, you know, maybe, maybe my heart or soul, it's created a greater access to the spirit and mind and just a more, present authentic presence maybe would be a a way of saying it and um yeah so for me that's been transformational process of dealing with things that hurt in the past so that and things come up in the future or present um just a bit more emotionally aware the
1: transformation as well as i'm hearing you speak i want to Something's highlighted that I think is important is transformation will usually, I was going to say always, maybe that's too much of a uh, stretch, but I, I it will usually require that you go back into your past, that you I look think- for areas where there might have been... Access or a root formed due to wounding or due to experiences. Go ahead. You jump in. Well, out, I so. think
2: it's interesting that when we talk about <laughs> transformation, yeah. here comes both Craig's of you wellness. guys talk about wellness. So, <laughs> here we I, go. No, I think it's interesting we, because I
0: think, I think one of us, also, we wondered if we, you were going to make here. a bet. We made a bet.
2: No, well, I always talk about wellness. So, <laughs> you got to take that bet. I didn't start it. You guys started it today. <laughs> I was going to share. So, oh, I thought it was interesting that the two pastors here. Didn't talk about transformation in terms of ministry or knowledge. Now, I will say from my standpoint, I have been through transformational times in my life that were more ministry focused, right? Or more knowledge, like God was teaching me things. Right um, that I didn't know before, or he was showing me things about himself or myself that I didn't know before. So like, I think you can have transformation in those kind of things. And obviously, you know, Joel and I have talked about, we went to a school of ministry a number of years ago. And for me, that was incredibly transforming for me just from a ministry standpoint to say, here's maybe, and it was, it was more than just ministry, but it was like, here's how God can use you in ministry and impacting other people's lives. And that was incredibly transformative for me as well. So like, I I think there's lots of different ways that you can go Mm -hmm. through transformation, but I, you know, coming back to wellness, I mean, that's, that's been, I've talked about that obviously a hundred times that that's been my journey over the last year is, is an internal journey Mm -hmm. and just resolving some of the issues that I have going on in the inside of me. And it's kind of similar to what you Mm -hmm. talked about and similar to what you talked about. And I, I just find that interesting because I think it's like a theme that's kind of running through our church right now is the number of people who maybe it's COVID related and coming out of COVID or maybe it's just what God wants us working on at this point is that ultimately your to become Christ-like starts inside of us and it's kind of what we believe and it's, it's going through some of those difficult times we've had in the past or picked up some of the lies that we've picked up and we believe, and how do we deal with those? And uh, that can be incredibly transformational in our lives. And you don't even realize it sometimes, right? Because you just go on living your life and you figure, I'm doing okay. And then when you start to really dig under the hood and Mm. and rip off the covers, you're like, oh, this is really kind of ugly like i don't have to get down too many levels before it gets pretty ugly but (laughs) but i think there is more to there's more different kinds of transformation than just wellness so and
0: i would say one you mentioned spiritual and i would say in this season one of the ways that i've i've been part of and witnessed and even in my own life is in prayer um just even i mentioned this in a previous episode but um Life group praying together for the first time, a group of people praying together after COVID for the first time last October really, really struck me. And it has continued to impact me every time my life group meets and we pray together or every opportunity I have to come to pre-service prayer, um, prayer nights. Each time I'm gathered with a group of people and we're praying together, there keeps being these opportunities for connection but also transformation in me and, and just like, I still, and maybe this is like the wrong thing to say, but I'll come to pre-service prayer and I still have to like choose to pray out loud because it's still, every once in a while, I still get a little bit nervous, even if it's, I, I like, look, I I've pastored for a long time. And even in front of people, there's just this moment where it's like, okay, here we go. But that stop. You know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but whatever. I'm sure there are people out there that are like, yeah, I'm nervous praying out loud too. That was quite
2: vulnerable, wasn't um, it? it was. I don't know. I not judging. From I was Jen just, right? Yeah. That was quite vulnerable. That is the right yeah. way. I'll tell you my
0: story in prayer one time, and it will include a lot of years where silence was the stronghold. Um, but just thinking about the the privilege of being with people and praying with people is has been... For the people that I've been praying with, um, there's been points of transformation, but also just witnessing it and hearing testimonies and seeing transformation becomes transformational. I don't even know if that's making sense, but when I hear stories of people that are experiencing just breakthrough or testimony or whatever it is, it fuels something in me to say, I lean forward into the more that God would have for me when I mm-hmm. hear about what's going on for you, and so I
1: yeah. think as well, like you're you know you're transformed in an area when you're in a similar situation pre service prayer or whatever, uh when you're in a similar situation that you've been in before, mm-hmm. but you react differently, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Then you know that you're being transformed in that, or you have been transformed, mm-hmm. or thought like I. I could tell you things from the last season of transformation that I no longer think mm-hmm. about myself, about others, about God. Right. Right. And I, so I think it's it's also like you might be saying, well, I don't, I don't, I've never been transformed. You probably have in areas that you've almost forgot about, mm-hmm. um, and you can see the track record of, oh, I used to think this way but myself others are god and now i don't or and so you know we're being transformed from glory to glory and mm-hmm. as we behold his face we are being transformed into his likeness to become more like jesus that's the goal of christianity to be transformed but um yeah i mean on that topic of like i've been transformed like how do you know when you're transformed i mean i
0: don't think it's <laughs> I'm not sure it's a place you get to. I think it's a place you're constantly going to or going through or I mean there are points where I'm transformed. I I don't say that word. I don't, you know, do that pattern of behavior. I I I don't know. I can have so many days free from whatever and then it's the next thing and the next thing. I don't know. For me, it's, a, it's so much a process that there are testimonies in my past, testimonies in my present, and then just a continuous future of, mm-hmm. okay, God.
2: Yeah. Uh, the picture I get is like, you know, where there's a fault in the ground and mm-hmm. the, the tectonic plates are moving against each other. And when they move, there's like a little earthquake, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's just like a bunch of little movements and you just get a bunch of little... Little earthquakes, And some of them aren't even registerable. And then every once in a while, you get a big one and it's a big earthquake. I kind of feel like transformation is a little bit like that, right? Like, I think it's, I think if you're open to it and you want the, mm. if you want God to do that in your life and you're taking steps to pursue that in your life sometimes it'll just be small and you don't even notice it. Sometimes other people will notice it before mm-hmm. you notice it. Every once in a while, there'll be a big shift mm-hmm. and you'll be like, okay, I can look back on that. And I saw something really mm-hmm. major happen there. But I, I, to me, I think the key is, and you kind of all talked around this, is we need to be intentional about mm-hmm. it. And I think it's like, mm-hmm. God will, if you just sit on the couch, God is not going to transform you. Mm-hmm. He, he's always willing to transform you, but it's, He's looking for people who desire that and are eager for that and who will actually take steps towards saying, I want to be transformed and I'm not quite sure how to do it. But God, whatever you have for me, I will do Mm -hmm. because I want the end result, which is Christ likeness. And I think once you once you do that and you start maybe taking some little steps or Mm -hmm. taking some little risk, maybe you come to pre-service prayer. You never did that before, Mm -hmm. but this is I'm going to take a step and I don't maybe I'm not even going to come and pray but I will come at least. Like I'll show up. Mm -hmm. There's a step, man. God honors those kind of steps when we do them in our life. And that's the kind of the first step towards transformation in that area. Geez, I know I got some issues with what's going on in the inside of me. I don't really know what to do, but I'm going to reach out and talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. At least I'm going to do like being intentional. The offer
0: of lunch from the last episode. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, like
2: reach out to me, reach out to Joel or Jen, right? Like, but do something, right? Like do something and... And take a step in being intentional towards, I want to be different. I want to be more Christ-like. I know that that will be incredibly beneficial. And maybe maybe that's your step. Like some people just have to have like a faith that God does have the best intention for me. And so their step is, I'm not even sure I want to hand it over to God because I'm not sure what he's going to do. Maybe that's your first step. Maybe your first step is just talking to somebody about what is God like, right? What's he going to do to me if I say, yeah, I'm in for transformation, you know, all of those things are just good steps. Wherever you are, God is happy with that. He will meet you wherever you are. And he's he's looking are you interested in going to the next step? And maybe it's just a little step, but are you interested in going to the next one? Yeah. And and faith is is required.
1: You know, faith and tr- like trusting God or um trusting someone that you're going to speak to, right, about your whatever your particular yeah. concern or issue might be. Faith and trust is required, like, constantly in the Christian walk, and it's certainly required in transformation. Like, it's not just faith to get into the kingdom of God, it's faith to live in the kingdom of God, and transformation requires that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, opening up to one another, like, you know, Greg and I have known each other for a long time, and we've opened up to each other Um you know, more and more as time went on, and trust is built and faith is built. But, um, you know, I, I would just kind of challenge you: like, is there someone that you're talking about your inner world with? Like, is there a friend? Is there a counselor? Is there, you know? Any one of us, as we've offered, um, I didn't have anybody though, you know, contact me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just unapproachable or something. I think Jen's schedule is pretty full. Everybody went and talked to her. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, so I mean, Greg and I will just go out for lunch together, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, you might you might be the, you might be on the he other end of
0: counseling. this.
1: <laughs> oh, I need a lot of counseling. I know that. That's why I have the Holy Spirit, the counselor. <laughs> but you know, you might be listening and and you might not even know that there's areas in your life that need transformation or you might not know that transformation is even an option for you. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I would encourage, maybe we could all just encourage someone to do something. Greg's mentioned, maybe go to pre-service prayer or stepping out in faith or coming to Sunday nights, doing what Jesus did.
0: It could, it could even be coming on, going on a hike, like mm-hmm. joining in in community. I know people that, just you know, you haven't even been around church community, and they're trying to re-engage. And it, it intentionality might be simply coffee with a yeah. friend or going on a hike. It it might seem so far to get from here to praying with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that so many times over the years, I was working at Old Navy years ago and I felt really stuck in a in a pattern of life. And I felt like God showed me. Old Navy has like items of the week. And one day I was standing there folding t-shirts praying and it felt like God said, just Just choose an item of the week. And it was just like one simple thing and gaining some traction in one one little area, just seeing where it goes. And so it might just be coming to church on Sunday, if that's what you can handle, starting somewhere somewhere. Um, yeah, it might not be the big set up a prayer meeting, which I'm totally happy to come and pray for you. I would love I just love the inner healing prayer times that we get to have with people, but that might be down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes it's just finding somebody who's like-minded like you, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's not even an expert. Yeah. Like I remember when you and I, some of the conversations we had years ago, which was, you know, I I was like I remember I shared with you and I was like, Joel, I just, I I can't shake this feeling that God has like something more for me than what I'm experiencing right now. And I remember you, you looked at me and you were like, I feel the same way. Right. And mm. it was like, neither one of us really knew what we were doing, mm-hmm. but it was like, at least we just shared with somebody else that was like, I just feel this way. And I feel like there's something more and I don't know what to do, but, and w- do you want to see what we could do? Right. And, and Joel was like, yeah, I feel the same way. And I'm totally, I'm with you. Right. And it was kind of like the two of us just mm-hmm. kind of journeyed together. And neither one of us really knew where we were going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just that, right. Find somebody who just, you can even just express to them that you want to grow as a Christian mm-hmm. and see what they say. Sometimes God will bring you to somebody who will say the exact same thing back to you. Mm-hmm. And then now you got somebody to journey with and it's, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. I, I think that's huge, though, is that God has put you in a particular place with people around you uh, for a reason, you know, on purpose, mm-hmm. for connection. And transformation is, yes, a personal journey. We've talked about that in the past. And it's also a, a, something that happens in community. Transformation happens in community. In fact, Jesus called 12 disciples, 11 of them, we think, <laughs> for the most part. You know, their lives are pretty transformed living mm-hmm. in community with Jesus, right? Um and and so whether it's alone or, or in community with friends, transformation is is the goal of Christianity. Being a totally different new creation, thinking different, acting different. And ultimately, you know, the series that we're doing on Sunday nights, doing what Jesus did, um, it's almost like I feel like calling it, you know, becoming who Jesus is. Mm. Because there's there's a real being component. Mm. That The doing kind of feels like, oh, just tell me like what I need to do and give me a formula and give me step by step. It's not that kind of doing. Mm-hmm. It's a doing, but it's more of a being or a becoming yeah. like, yeah. this personal becoming like Jesus. Um, and so join us on Sunday nights for that or pre-service prayer, 930, 10 o'clock service at Northside or just phone up a friend and go out for coffee or whatever. But understand that I think whatever discipleship class or life group or community event or sermon or church that you might go to, transformation is the goal, that we are being transformed to look a little bit more like Jesus each day. Yeah. So good. bless you wherever you're at. We want to hear from you as well. So please reach out or drop a comment or send us an email or Greg will take you out for lunch. because uh, Anytime. Yeah, he loves lunch and loves people. <laughs> And, um, yeah, mm, but we'll, tacos. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tacos are good. Tacos are good. Well, have a good one. Thanks for listening or watching or wherever you are. Bless you.